Good morning. Fun to be here and greet you today. I enjoyed participating in worship. I hope uh, some of you saw the opportunity to download the chords and play along. That's uh, Somebody mentioned that that's something that you really can't normally do if you attend a regular live church service. Most churches don't want you playing guitar in the uh, congregation, but you can do that when you're at home, which is cool. I want to look at the need for wisdom today. Part of the reason I believe the Spirit is drawing me to this is because I'm in relationship um, with so many folks that need it. I need it. Just this week, I know teachers who are trying to navigate what it's like to teach students while they're socially distanced. Some students uh, are engaged and some are not. And so it's tough for teachers. I know students who are still trying to adjust and and they want to thrive. They want to do well. But just talked to one recently that was like, my grade can't go down. Should I even do the work? Um, We need wisdom in situations like this. I know that there are high school seniors and college graduates that are trying to make plans right now for the next phase of their life. And some of them already know that the way they study this coming fall is not going to be what their expectation was. We need wisdom. I know there are people who are starting their own businesses. And there are people who are just trying to keep their business from failing right now. We need wisdom. I know telecommuters who are still working on finding their new normal, while I know other people who have lost jobs, who have had reduced income. And it's tough. I know parents are spending more time with their children, which they're not always used to doing, and that can cause conflict and frustration. How do we navigate these things? I also know other parents and grandparents because their kids are grown and out of the house and their grandparents don't live or their grandkids don't live with them they're not getting to see them as often or at all the last few months and it's it's hard i think we need wisdom in this season and then you know the big one for a lot of folks is politics the upcoming election we have to decide whether we feel like our government officials are doing a good job or not and we need wisdom life's always been full of circumstances, forks in the road, moments where we need wisdom. And I want to look at the Old Testament books today of First and Second Chronicles. They give an account of the transition from King David to his son, King Solomon. Near the end of David's life, David tells God, I'm going to build a temple. I'm going to honor you, a place where Israel can worship, an altar that uh, we can use to declare that you are God. God responds to David and says, you're not going to be the one to build the temple. You are a man of war. You've uh, killed many in my sight. Uh, You've spilled much blood, God says to David. And so God tells David that his son, Solomon, is going to be the one to build the temple because God says to David, Solomon is a man of peace. So David begins preparing materials, he prepares helpers, he even prepares his son for the task of building a temple to the Lord. And then in 1 Chronicles 28, we see David's charge to Solomon, who is on this precipice of this new and different thing that he's going to take on. David tells him, starting in verse 9, Solomon, 
My son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple in his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. I'm struck by the gravity of what was put before Solomon. I would guess maybe in a similar way to some of us with the situations around us, Solomon felt the weight of this new situation, this new reality. I think he probably felt in many ways unqualified to be the one in his natural abilities to build this temple and to lead God's people. For Solomon and certainly for us today, there comes a point in any person's faith where they realize that they need something new for the task that's in front of them, that they need new tools, they need new information, new wisdom for what is to come. Scripture in many places instructs us to come to God with our requests, and Solomon did just that. He was offered the same opportunity by the Lord. You got to picture Solomon. He's right in the thick of being anointed as king of Israel during this most significant project in the history of the nation. And this young man was being asked to oversee that and to lead God's people. One of Solomon's first activities as king was to offer worship and sacrifice to the Lord. A great idea. They uh, sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings in this inaugural moment of worship. And we have this account of God coming to Solomon at the end of that night. And here's the exchange. In Second Chronicles verse 1, it says uh, in verse 7, that night God appeared to Solomon and said, what do you want? It's a question. Ask and I will give it to you. Solomon replied to God, You showed great and faithful love to David, my father, and now you have made me king in his place. Verse 9, O Lord God, please continue to keep your promise to David, my father, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Listen to what Solomon asked for in verse 10. He says, Give me the wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly. For who could possibly govern this great people of yours? On to verse 11, God said to Solomon, because your greatest desire is to help your people and you did not ask for wealth, riches, fame, or even the death of your enemies or a long life, but rather you asked for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people, I will certainly give you the wisdom and knowledge you requested. But I will also give you wealth, riches, and fame, such as no other king has had before you or will ever have in the future. Whatever your life is like today, I want you to hear the pleasure of God coming across in his response to Solomon. God loves it when his people ask for knowledge, for wisdom, when they acknowledge that the source of everything that is good that they need comes from their creator alone. In Proverbs, something Solomon wrote, he 
poetically states in Proverbs 2, verse 6, he says, The Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. And then in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul connects this idea of receiving wisdom and our salvation through Christ when he says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 24, Paul says, But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Paul is not saying in this scripture that God is ever foolish or that God is ever weak. Paul's using these extreme comparisons to explain to us that we can learn everything there is to learn in books even in experience. We can be the strongest, both physically and emotionally, but our human effort will pale in comparison to what God offers to those that love him and honor his commands. The difference between Solomon and us in this equation is Christ. Christ's work on the cross, his victory over the enemy, his life in us, as Paul says, is power and wisdom from God. His life in us is the power and wisdom of God that we look for. Jesus showed us by example what it means to operate in wisdom and strength just like he needed from his heavenly Father. Jesus, he would regularly take time to see what it was his Father was doing and then he would do that. We have all of these accounts of Jesus pulling away even from ministry, something that would be good, that it makes sense for him to do so that he could connect with his Father, that he could experience wisdom and knowledge. And then he went in that direction and he went in that wisdom. So my encouragement to you today is to live your life of faith in the same way that Jesus modeled. In all the things happening in your life now that require wisdom, be reminded that Christ in you gives you access to the infinite wisdom that God has for his people. There will always be temptation from the enemy to look to other sources, to look to other things for wisdom and strength. And we see a world that's trying to do that, that's trying to live according to its own fancy ideas and its own wisdom. And usually what we see and what we observe is brokenness. If you're tuning in today and, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you can. All you need to do to receive God's wisdom is to invite Jesus into your life. It's a simple prayer stating that you know you can't live this life on your own and that you need a Savior. This begins a journey of transformation that will continue until Jesus comes again and we experience eternity in God's presence. I encourage this church, Natomas Vineyard Church, to lean into Scripture in this season, to fill your hearts and minds with God's Word to His people. I encourage you to pray. 
It's okay to pray the same prayer of Solomon where he said, give me wisdom and knowledge. When you pray this, it's similar to another prayer we like to pray in the vineyard, which is, come Holy Spirit. That prayer of come Holy Spirit, it's not saying that the Holy Spirit was missing somehow and we want him to come back, but rather it's a prayer that says we come open and we come ready to engage the Holy Spirit. We are going to say yes. Asking for wisdom is the same. We're acknowledging Christ in us, affirming we believe his life in us brings wisdom and as we move through this life that has pain and joy, that has fulfillment and disappointment, that we have times of plenty and we have times of lack, times of certainty and sometimes even times of question or confusion, that Jesus is in us ready to bring wisdom. Some of you more practically minded folks, you might be thinking, Jody, am I supposed to drop to my knees when I get into that line at Subway Sandwich before I pick out which foot long I'm going to eat, I'll just refer back to the statement that Solomon said in Proverbs where he says, he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. This is now fulfilled in Christ as we yield and change and grow to be like Jesus our natural mind works more and more in step with God's kingdom. We fill our hearts with God's ways as we mature. We think more and more like God originally designed us to think before sin entered the world. It's always good to pray, and I do it, before important decisions, whether in business, in family, in finance, in relationships, but for the mature believer, I do believe that we develop this fluid partnership between our natural minds and our spirit-filled life where our common sense actually becomes more like Jesus than maybe our natural sense would be. Gratefully, we can always check that common sense against Scripture. We can check in with people of faith as we grow and we learn to discern what the Holy Spirit is saying and which direction God wants us to go. To sum this up as we prepare to take communion together, I believe that in all of life we want to be like Solomon and we want to seek the wisdom of God. Go ahead and get your elements prepared. And John and Jeannie Zappar are going to lead us through communion. Good morning, Natomas Vineyard, and all of those who might be watching, really from around the world, on this beautiful Sunday morning. It's our privilege for Jeannie and me to share with you the taking of communion. And uh, communion is really the one thing that separates uh, Christianity from all other belief systems. We celebrate a risen Lord. And what the elements represent is his broken body, which was badly beaten and bruised through the cross uh, death and then spilling of his blood, which he said was for the remission of sins. And he admonished his disciples and all of us who are disciples from that time forward that as often as we participate in these symbols is that we would remember him. And we often will memorialize maybe the death of a spouse or family member or loved one uh, yearly, but that's their death. We are re uh, 
memorializing Christ's life, his resurrection. And that has become so, so important to us over the years. And we've had a few of those. So Jeannie wants to read some meaningful scripture for us that we often contemplate on during the taking of communion. Hi, everybody. So good to see you. We're missing everyone. So glad we can be together with you today. I'm reading from Psalm uh, chapter 103, verses 1 through 5. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases and redeems our life from the pit. He crowns us with love and compassion and satisfies the desires with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. That's a pretty amazing passage. I know uh, that you've already been prompted that your communion elements would be prepared in anticipation of this time. So join with us in taking the bread and taking the cup. We bless Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for sending your son. Thank you for this act that causes us to be in solidarity with him, reminding us again and again and again of the unilateral covenant that he provides for us. Thank you today. Vineyard family, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Bye. See you soon. Thanks to my folks for serving in that way today. Appreciate your contribution. I want to pray for us as we go uh, into this next week that we would be open to the wisdom that God has uh, deposited in our life through Christ. Lord, we thank you for this reminder in Scripture, this testimony of a man of faith who was willing to pursue wisdom above maybe all the other things that would be natural to ask for. Would you just encourage us today? Show us the value of wisdom. Would you just open our eyes up to that which you've deposited into our lives? And would you turn our gaze, Lord, from anything uh, in culture, in society, and even our, our history that uh, would cause us to turn our attention from what uh, you have for us and the path you have us on? We just pray, Lord, that uh, where our bodies are sick, that you would bring healing today, where uh, maybe our emotions are low, uh, for whatever reason, that you would just bring your peace and encouragement. I just pray a blessing over your people, uh, that as we go forward, we would look for what the Holy Spirit is up to, and we would say yes to that in the name of Jesus. Amen. And to take us out today... My friend and yours, Sadie Liz. Thanks for joining us.